Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're going back to school. Get your backpack, get your Lunchables, let's go. Okay, don't get your Lunchables because I don't think we should eat that. I'm just saying. <laughs> now we need to have cleaner food to get us through all the things that we need to learn as grownups. My guest today is a very important guest to me because she was actually one of my very first guests when the podcast first launched. And uh, I learned a lot from her then. Uh, in fact, we were just talking about a couple of those things that I've learned, and I know I'm going to learn a lot now. So let me tell you a little bit about her. So Deborah Levy is a certified life productivity and get this, an ADHD coach, man, where I needed that earlier in my life. And she is the owner of a company that she calls a life that fits. Oh my gosh. Can't you imagine just finding and creating a life that fits for you? She can help you do it. She's dedicated to helping her clients make time and space for what matters most in their lives. And just a little sneak peek, if you go back and we'll have a link to her original podcast. I remember the first time I totally was, uh, you know, giving her the I guess a little, you know, tattling on myself that I had stacks and stacks of, you know, newspapers and magazines. And she helped me to figure out how to clear them out, do what I wanted with them so that it didn't stress me out and I could spend more time enjoying those, even those periodicals the way I wanted to. But she begins by working with her clients to number one, clarify what's important to them and probably what's not important to them, what will make them feel happy and fulfilled and determining what guidance and support they need to create the life that they want. She focuses on areas that are a struggle, like my stack of periodicals that I no longer have for many of our clients, whether ADD or ADHD or neurotopical, including things that we all know are helpful, uh, not just helpful, they're critical, time management, hyper-focusing, distractions, the setting of goals and priorities, and establishing healthy boundaries. Man, that's so important. Together, she and her clients work on gaining insight into what is holding them back and helps them to become more aware of their own natural abilities, their modalities and tendencies to make room for their big picture goals. And on the way, you know, you can have the big picture goal, but you know how you get there? Little step-by-step -step solutions to get from where they are today to where they want to be. So as she works together to help people figure out a life that fits, then she's here to help us do that as well. Deborah, is such a pleasure to have you back again. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much again for hosting me. It's so much fun. I have come a long way since the first time I interviewed you, which is probably like four years ago now. I can't, maybe even more. Holy moly. I think so. Oh, and I love the fact that your business has grown and developed as well. I know at that time you were helping a lot with people, you know, creating that kind of organization in their space, not just their business and life, but in their physical space. I think of you often because I did confess that I had a stack. Okay. Literally I had four stacks. I'm not a hoarder, but I was feeling like a hoarder, four stacks of, you know, every time I'd get on an airplane, I'd grab, you know, one of the magazines and I love those things. But what you helped me to understand was 
that's great. Figure out how to place that in your life. Don't let it overwhelm you. And if it's making you crazy, get rid of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And a lot of times it's just about, you know, finding what is the real root underneath it, what's happening below the surface. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it taught me a lot to think about, you know, why did I collect those? And is sometimes, is it just a habit? I like to have the magazines. I do have one sitting over here and it's a Florida, like, uh, you know, visit Florida magazine. And I looked at it today. I was like, I'm going to talk to Deborah. I better either do something with it or hide it. But now I just tattled on myself again. <laughs> well, I get a lot of the highlights though in your bio, but tell us a little bit more about what you're doing today in your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Yeah, I've transitioned from doing hands-on organizing to fully coaching now. And like you'd mentioned before, I deal a lot with time management and productivity. You know, for people who are really trying to feel less overwhelmed and be able to be more on top of their day, uh, you know, a, a lot has happened since COVID has hit. Yeah. And whether people feel like they have no structure in their day and they need some help or they have just too much going on and they just don't know how to get it all done. So that's one aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, another is that if they're trying to tackle some type of transition or big projects and so forth, a lot of times people just need a little clarity, like untangling that knot, all those knots and figuring yeah. out their next steps. A lot of people get really stuck and frozen and, you know, there's a lot of challenges that they might uh, come up with, you know, because of that. And then you also hit upon my ADHD coaching where I really go into a lot about the executive functioning, mm -hmm. which is the way our brain uh, it's our brain's way of regulating our behavior and to help us achieve our goals and manage our day. Mm -hmm. And it's really, you know, I, I laugh not about that. I, I laugh because it's so wonderful in this world today that we can talk about adults with ADHD or ADD or just a sense of being overwhelmed or, hey, I don't know how to unravel it. It kind of makes me giddy to think about the fact that we talk about things that used to be considered maybe an Achilles heel or something that we might not ever share with anybody. But, you know, when we're consumed with, uh, you know, fear or shame, or, you know, I don't want anybody to know my dirty secret that I can't manage everything all the time. It doesn't help us to grow. In fact, on the flip side, it actually holds us back from achieving great success. Do you find that it's easier for people today um, to maybe not embrace that side of them, but recognize it and then learn how to incorporate it into who they are? Well, people are reaching out more now. I think there's a lot more awareness about adult ADHD. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I find also that it's not only those internal conversations that have had an effect on them, but all their lives, they've been told that they're lazy or that they mm -hmm. just, you know, they're procrastinating or whatever, whether they have ADHD or not. And mm -hmm. really it's about you know, I try to help people to trust themselves again and to see whatever way their brain is wired, that they have great value and that they've mm -hmm. got a lot of strengths. And, you know, we all have our weaknesses too, but I help them to kind of create this toolbox of their, um, what helps them, whether it, it's an alarm or, or a body double, if they need help with something or um, just figuring out the best time of the day that they need to do things just so that they feel empowered again and not feel that they're lacking. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, you know, I think about um, different times in my career where I was trying very hard to look perfect all the time, you know, that I didn't want anybody to know I had fatal flaws. And, uh, and I was really good at covering up those fatal flaws. Uh, and, 
And now I'm like, whatever, my fatal flaws are out there for everybody in the world to see, which is a little bit different and unique now, I guess, when I own my own business. But I think I started that before, you know, the last time I left corporate America. Um, but, you know, it's kind of this sense of acceptance, because if I know what things are possibly getting in the way and I can embrace them or look at them, then I can do something about them. Absolutely. Awareness is key. That's the first step. Yeah. And once there's awareness, then you can start to think about, all right, what do I want to do with this awareness? And, and when you go to take, like I have um, with our client, my clients in a session, we'll talk about the actions they want to take at the end of the session. Mm -hmm. So they've gotten some awareness in the call. What do they do with that now? They take it with them and they apply it to some action. And then from that, they gain more insight, which then helps mm -hmm. them with the next step. So it's kind of like a really great circle so that you learn more and more and more about yourself and apply it. Yeah. Well, and I think about how much we've all learned in the last, you know, 16, 18 months, you know, you and I, we've worked from home for a long time. A lot of small business owners do, um, but a lot of other people were thrust into working from home and either maybe, you know, still working from home or working from home in a hybrid model. And now there's all these other elements in the mix. I'm going back to the office. I'm not going back to the office. I'm going partly back to the office. I'm going back out to travel. And all these things, we, we kind of all got into a pattern when everybody was working from home and working remotely. And now we have to establish new patterns again. And where it was tough, you know, 18 months ago, and maybe a little, you know, less uncomfortable a year ago, now we're having to learn new things again. Is it throwing people off again, do you see? I find it really depends because for those people who are very good at setting their own structure, they mm -hmm. were usually fine. The ones that had a lot of trouble were the ones that um, not only needed a structure in place and they didn't have any, but also that really needed that interaction socially to be able to stay mm -hmm. on board. A lot of times um, people with ADHD need that buzz around to be able to focus. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's a matter of seeing like who you are and, and how you fit in to mm -hmm. this that really makes a difference. And that's what we explore a lot of times. You know, what makes it work for them? And, and that's one of the reasons why I call it a life that fits because we wanna take you, your uniqueness mm -hmm. and build around that instead of making you fit into something that you're not. Absolutely. Well, and I, I have a very good friend who kind of, uh, I guess, admitted to me, this was about, you know, I don't know, nine months or so into working from home. And he said, I have learned that I do not work well from home. I don't organize myself well, you know, I don't have the structure. And then as we talked through it, we were just visiting, you know, having a beer visiting. And then he said, but what I really miss is that being around other people, that noise, that sense, it kept me always a little bit on my toes. I was always, you know, you never knew who was going to walk in your office next. You never knew what else was going to be thrown on your desk. So you kept, you kept on pace with everything. So you were never behind. And he said, I'm finding that I'm far, I'm getting far behind on things because it's the, not the same level of accountability. And I need that. And I thought it was a really great thing to be aware of within yourself because that's a pretty big thing to admit to, but it's really important when you do. Absolutely. You know, I think there was a big learning experience for a lot of people, you know, going through this whole pandemic. And they, if people were able to see the golden lining of this um, and see, you know, what they were better off with before or what they're better off with now and be able to learn from it, I think that that would be like the ideal, you know, to mm -hmm. actually be able to see, you know, how do they want their lives to be now and yeah. make the changes. 
Yeah. And on the flip side, I, I was just talking to somebody else a week and a half ago or so. And now that her office is going back into the office, at least a few days a week, you know, she said, I didn't like working from home in the beginning, but now I recognize I figured out how to be really effective. And now what I'm ticked off at is that I have to have a commute there and back every day. And now I am frustrated by that because before I could just get to work and I could be effective and I could start my day and end my day, but I could take breaks. So it's again, another learning opportunity of, you know, how do you transition back or back into something that's kind of like it used to be. Mm -hmm. And with that awareness, hopefully people will be able to directly communicate what their needs might be to their employers. You know, if they need that space and they can show that they've been functioning well, then maybe that's what they'll get. So it's going to be a lot of changes that happen. Yeah. And I think with, you know, this whole concept of the great resignation, that this is a great opportunity for people, if they are changing positions or changing companies to be very clear about what you're looking for and what you want, because you have the opportunity. Yeah. This is an employee-based market now. Employees can uh, kind of find what they want if they're willing to take the time to evaluate it themselves and then seek out and ask for those opportunities. Yeah. A lot of it is about becoming self-aware, you know, really Mm -hmm. drilling down, like what is really important? What was working and that felt really good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Deborah, when people come to you and they are interested in working with you, what kind of things are they most grappling with? You know, what brings them to your door and has them say, hey, you know what, this is the person that's going to help me move myself to the next level. Well, for a lot of people, it's trying to figure out how to get unstuck, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether they're procrastinating because they don't know how to really clarify what their steps are, Mm -hmm. or there might be a sense of perfectionism and feel that they're going to make the wrong decision, Mm -hmm. or they feel that they, you know, they just don't know how to clearly figure out, you know, like what the end goal is for themselves too. So by really discussing and talking through what their major goals are, their overarching goals, we look at then also in each session what their mini goals are so that we figure out what do they want to accomplish by the end of that call. And then we kind of move them forward by being very action-based, you know, as well mm-hmm. as figuring out these aha moments during the, the time. But a lot of it has to do with that being unstuck. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people um, don't trust in themselves to be able to make the decisions. They just have not felt the confidence to do so. And, and I help them to feel more empowered about it doing that. I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to keep talking, but we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. And we are back with my friend, Deborah Levy, and we are talking about how to get yourself unstuck, which I think is now going to become the name of this episode because I think that's perfect. But you are also here to teach us something to make us better in our personal and professional and business lives. So what are you going to teach us as we get back to school, Deborah? 
Well, a lot of my clients are dealing with their time management. <laughs> so okay. what, what I'd really like to talk about today is uh, something that I go through with them when they are trying to figure out how to manage their day. A lot of people run late, they don't have enough time to do things, they feel overwhelmed, whether they have kids in school, if they're dealing with them for themselves. And I find a big chunk of that has to do with estimating time. <laughs> and specifically, there is a concept that I learned called ramping up and down. Have you ever heard of that before? No, no, I'm interested. So, you know, estimating is very interesting. People um, tend to feel that they have more time um, to do something than they do, or they might feel that, you know, that things are going to happen really quickly, um, or they, that they need a lot more time to do it. So mm -hmm. what I found is that by kind of experimenting with how they track their time, we can see how close they are to reality. And I will give them homework sometimes. They'll take on that. Uh, they will look at what their routine is in the morning and figure out, you know, what do they think that how long something takes to go and take care of themselves, brushing teeth and so forth and getting mm -hmm. kids ready and so forth. And then we look at actually timing it later on and seeing how that works. But a big aspect is taking some type of a task or errand and looking at what happens on either side of it. So that way you get to have a real realistic picture of how long something's going to take in your day. Um, so may I share an example yeah. or two with you? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so like, real something simple. Like if somebody was going to go do food shopping, they might calculate that it's going to take them about an hour and a half between traveling to the grocery store and doing the shopping and coming back. So they might plug that into their day, like right after they get out of work and then before they have to get home to pick up the kids and so forth. But uh oh, they're like a half an hour late. So we take a look why. So first of all, they might need to find their shopping list or they might need to find the reusable bags or they might need to write down some things yeah. or go to the car and realize they left something there and then come back again. And all of a sudden you've got about like 15 minutes on one side of that. On the other side, oh, yeah. if you can imagine, it's going to be unpacking, putting everything away getting those reusable bags back over by the door handle or in your car, you know, getting everything in place. So all of a sudden it's actually two hours that need to be taken into consideration. Yeah. And this happens with every single aspect of the day. And that's why things pile up. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense as, as you were talking, I'm like, and when you go right after work, that's when everybody else is there and you're probably hungry. So you spend a little bit more time going through the aisles, grabbing yes, things that you should. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like that in my 20s and 30s. I was always running. I was always late and I was always stressed about it. And I look back now and I'm like, goodness gracious, I can't believe I didn't have a heart attack. And when I see people that still operate with that same level of urgency, it almost gives me heart palpitations to watch them because it's so much extra stress that I put on myself <clears throat> by not planning accordingly. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people think that those steps you take before are a waste of time. I mean, I've had clients say that but once they realize it's part of the ramp and that it's very specific to what they have to take care of, they start to feel like, oh, it's not a waste. It's really part of the whole process. Yeah, it really is. I, you know, I used to do something, a job that I had many, many years ago, had us do this. And we had to do it once a year and we would have to account for every minute of our work day. And we all worked from home offices. I mean, we'd travel to see clients, but you did it on a day that was our work from home day. And at first it felt really like micromanaging. It felt like big brother was watching you. But I remember after the first time I did it, the first time I did it, when I 
plotted, like every time I get up to get another cup of coffee or get a cup of tea or go to the restroom, that I realized one thing right off the bat that my computer took six and a half minutes to like load when I turned it on in the morning. And I knew I'd had some computer issue, but it was always too much time for me to spend with IT. Well, when you look at that and say, well, if every day you're spending six and a half minutes to get your computer booted up, that's a problem. So yes, you might have to spend an hour <laughs> with IT, but in 10 days, you're yeah, even. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and after I did that, it took like 30 seconds for my computer to boot up. So, you know, it was one of those things that if I had not done the exercise to really break it down, I wouldn't have seen how much time I really was wasting that was ineffective downtime that was getting in my way of being successful. Did you learn anything else by that exercise? Yeah, I did. I learned how often I took breaks, which was fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't mind how much I take breaks, but I was finding that I had difficulty at certain times of the day, getting right back into the mindset of work. If I took too many breaks close together. So I remember thinking, okay, well, that's fine. So I started like just only doing a break every hour. And I kind of still practice that today. I mean, even when I take podcasts like today, you know, I'm usually done by 10 minutes of the hour, at least, if not a little sooner. And then I get up and walk away. You know, I go get another glass of water, do whatever I need to do, and then come back and I'm focused again, but I need that. And if I do too many of them, then I can't get back into the mindset. But if I take a clear 10 minute break when I need it, I'm much more effective coming back. So I still practice that. And that, that's been almost 20 years, I think, since I had that experience. You found the right technique for you. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what's so important. It's, it's very similar to the Pomodoro technique where you do a certain amount of time on and then a few minutes off so you can kind of reboot. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. And I do that when I'm writing too. So I'll took I'll take my if I'm going to be writing on one of my books, then I will I'll put my timer on my phone for 45 minutes and then I'll turn all the sounds off. I'll close out my email, I'll turn the phone upside down so I can't see it if anything else comes and I'll write. And then if I'm still writing when the alarm goes off, I'll turn off the alarm, turn it back over again and finish where I am and then move on. Um, but I found that when I do that, I get so deeply you know, in, ingrained in what I'm doing that my effectiveness is so much higher. But yeah, you don't until you start to really analyze the time and attention, you can be pulled by distractions or you can um, not take enough pauses to give yourself the break you might need. Yeah, it's part of your toolbox. It sounds like you found some things that are really good for you. And one yeah. thing that I found is a great tool which I use all the time with my clients is uh, Time Timer. Oh, <laughs> just went off. Um, it actually is, um, it's a really great tool that helps people to actually visually see time disappear. Really? Uh, it is awesome for those who do not have a great relationship with time because when somebody has a digital clock in their space, doesn't have an analog clock in the wall anywhere, all they're seeing is that just that one moment in time. They're not seeing the context. But by being able to see how time ticks away, they get a visual sense, a visual sense especially with those people who are very visual. And mm -hmm. it becomes um, a boundary so that way a person doesn't hyper-focus. And it also can be a motivator, like for someone like myself who maybe doesn't want to do certain business aspects for my business, I'll put it on yeah. for an hour and makes me say, okay, I only have to sit here for that one hour till that disappears. Oh, that's a really great point. Yeah. If I did that, I wouldn't have had to turn over my finances to my husband because I hated them. <laughs> Every month he's like, did you do the books? Mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finally, I just said, will you do the books? Cause I hate doing the books. <laughs> oh. It's good to be able to delegate when you can. 
Yeah, but like I like to say, then he wanted to question all my, uh, you know, Starbucks purchases. So luckily, we're still happily married, you know, it's still working. Uh. <laughs> Deborah, I love it. I know we're gonna have all your contact information on our show notes. But just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they want to work with you to find a life that fits for them. What's the best way for them to reach you? They go to my website, which is a life that And they can see all the different services that I offer. I'm also putting together workshops that really delve deep into time management and how to really feel on top of your day. So if they're interested in that, they can go to the contact page and just put in interested in workshops and I'd be very happy to speak to them. Oh, excellent. Well, let's make sure to be able to uh, promote away when we have when you have uh, your next one. We'll see what we can do to help you. That would be great. Thank you so much. So before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? find the things that work for you. You know, you're not like anybody else. And that in order for your life to feel more fulfilled, you need to be able to build that toolbox that really means something to you that, um, and it'll be consistent and something that you enjoy. Absolutely. I love it. And that's why when you find a life that fits, it's not anybody else's. It's not one shape that uh, size fits all. It's all about you as an individual. (laughs) That's correct. I love it. Deborah. thank you so much for being my guest today. As always, it's great to talk to you. I'm so glad that we have stayed connected. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.